The Senior Bowl rosters are almost set as the game is starts and practices start in six days. The NFL is down to its final four. And our good friend Pigskin Paul is going to join us to preview the Shrine and the Senior Bowl coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian Bosarge. As always, my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 91 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, and 22 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft. And we're heading full into draft mode here with the Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl coming up. Uh, so that's what we'll be talking a lot tonight about. And I'm, I'm excited for it, getting these rosters finalized, getting everything set, and uh, seeing how these practices go. Yeah, it's uh, six uh, six days away. Yes, uh, next Tuesday the first practice will kick off. That are started about eleven thirty uh, on Tuesday morning. Hopefully, <laughs> um, that's what's going to happen. But uh, that'll be next week, and uh, the players will start arriving in town Sunday. I believe is when they'll start getting here, and uh, they'll have the opening press conference Tuesday morning, and then we'll we'll go out to practice. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I'm ready for it. I took the whole week off from work, so I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Um, if you're watching live in the chat tonight, you have a question you want answered at the end of the show. Go ahead and drop it in the chat. We'll get to it then, uh, or you can go to Twitter at Draft Countdown and ask us a question there, and we will answer it at the end of the show as well. Or you can go to our Discord and ask us a question there. If you're not a member of Discord and you want to be, go to DraftCountdown.com at the search bar, top right corner there. There's a link to join the Discord for a lot of lively draft discussion, especially uh, this time of year, Shane. There is. There is. We always drop the, you know, you can ask podcast questions. And during Senior Bowl week, we're going to be doing a podcast every night so so I can pick Brian's brain about what he saw practices. And you guys uh, out there listening can get the scoop. So that'll be all in the Discord as well. Uh, you can ask questions about the every day and we'll, we'll get them answered for you. Yeah. Next week, uh, Tuesday, every day but Monday. Next week, we'll have a podcast. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Friday night, we'll have a special podcast with uh, our guest coming in tonight. And Scott Wright, the uh, founder of Draft Countdown, is going to join us as well for that. And then Saturday night, we'll recap the game and go over what we had there. So uh, you're going to see our faces a lot next week. That's for sure. If, if you're um, watching on YouTube, but if you're just listening, then I guess not. Yeah, then you'll just hear our voices <laughs> a lot next Why? week. Uh so we mentioned uh, mentioned the open. The NFL is down to the final four. That means four more teams have their draft spot set in the first round. Shane and at twenty four, the Jacksonville Jaguars will make their first selection. Uh, at twenty five, the New York Giants. Uh, twenty six, the Dallas Cowboys, and twenty seventh will be the Buffalo Bills. Uh, there as um, well. So that. That's that. Uh, Final four, uh, as we said, uh, NFC Championship game kicks off at 2 o'clock on Sunday. It'll be the uh, top-seeded Eagles hosting the San Francisco 49ers. And in the AFC at 5.30 kickoff, it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, back-to-back years, the AFC Championship game, Kansas City and Cincinnati. Yeah, no, no bias from Brian wearing the Cincinnati Bengals. No no bias whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, but no, I mean, it, it's exciting. You know, the Bengals winning was the only upset of the weekend uh, in terms of setting that draft order. So we'll, we'll 
we'll be pretty close to getting to the end of it, and I won't have to be swapping picks in my mock drafts anymore. I've uh, I've been working hard, Shane, the last night or so, uh, piecing together my first ever three-round mock draft, which is going to come out the Monday of Senior Bowl week. Yeah, wow, three. Look, three rounds. Three rounds for Brian. It, that is that is an, an achievement. My seven-round mock draft came out this week, so if you want to see that too, you can check that out. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the three-round mock. Three rounds may never happen again. All right, so I say next wave of Senior Bowl invites because this is more like a. Uh, Puddle come in. We're just finalizing the roster here. But uh, wide receiver Grant Dubose from Charlotte was added today. A bit of a surprise considering I thought he was going back to school, but apparently not. Grant Dubose uh, comes back. Uh, Shane, uh, can you help us out with Grant Dubose here? What what, what are we getting? Uh, Grant Dubose from Charlotte, you know, he helped me win – win the fan the fantasy championship college football fantasy championship definitely a productive wide receiver went into the transfer portal i I think his goal was to transfer up to get to a big time school and then suddenly declared for the draft while in the portal which to me says the portal wasn't very kind maybe he wasn't getting the nil money maybe it was schools i don't know but uh ultimately you know i I think it's a good addition you get a bigger receiver six three two hundred pounds uh good hands you can catch the football not going to separate a ton. I'm interested to see because I can kind of go either way. Like he could be, okay, this is an undrafted guy that really shouldn't be there. But maybe he impresses you, Brian. And maybe we're talking about, okay, here's a day three pick that could make some noise in the NFL. Our final quarterback spot has been set as of about 30 minutes ago. Um, we knew that Bryce Young from Alabama was invited and eligible. He quite obviously said no. I think we understood that one. Will Levis from Kentucky, also invited, also has said no. Could have probably used the game to elevate himself a little bit more, maybe maybe even make that claim that he should be the top-rated passer. And, and he probably would have been the – he easily would have been the best yeah. quarterback here. So he definitely would have stood out. But Will Levis and his team have decided, eh, maybe not. We don't need the senior bowl. So he passes. Then it came to Stetson Bennett, the fourth, the quarterback from Georgia – who was invited and has seemingly passed this one. I, I, I don't get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look Setson Bennett as great as he's been for the national championship, Georgia Bulldogs. This is not a first round quarterback. I don't think it's a day two quarterback. I think it's a, you know, take a shot in day three on the intangibles. He's small. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how you pass on going to the senior bowl and, you know, if he's, sh- Went there and showed he's the best quarterback. He's better than Jake Hayner. He's better than Jaron Hall. That now, then we're talking. You know, now now we're talking about Sets of Bennett. Instead, he's not going to do anything until you know Combine Pro Days, and I think it'll be too late. Uh, I should note that Hendon Hooker has accepted an invite to come to the Senior Bowl. Obviously, he can't play or practice because of the ACL tear uh, from that ended his season. But he's going to come down here. Um, I presume he'll get measured and everything, and he's going to go through interviews and go through meetings and stuff. So I think that's very smart uh, for Hendon Hooker to do that. I think we've seen it help players that have done it. You know, we t- you, you've seen like Najee Harris down there faking, running a drill, so he can just interview. And look, I think it helped Najee get drafted in the first round. Like, I think it was, so. Oh, you know, he's supporting his teammates. He's down here. He's good. I think Hendon Hooker, we've got a lot of Tennessee guys on the roster. I think Hennon Hooker going down there, talking to them, even if he can be on the field just standing there, I think it's going to help solidify, like, oh, you know, this legitimate leader and quarterback. A part of me still thinks he comes off the board before the end of day two. I I hope so. I think he deserves it, but we'll see. But the final quarterback spot is going to go to somebody. It's a guy who is currently at the NFLPA Bowl. He'll play out. I assume he'll he'll finish the week out there and then fly in from uh, Pasadena to Mobile. Not sure what that flight plan looks like. Assume it goes through Atlanta. But uh, Malik Cunningham, the uh, quarterback from Louisville, will be the uh, final sixth and final quarterback headed to the Senior Bowl. It's interesting. I think Malik Cunningham is probably the best choice that they could have gotten that's not at the Shrine game. 
Um, but definitely more known for his rushing ability. Uh, he's been in college football six years at Louisville, very productive, you know, been playing since almost day one. It feels like he's been in college football forever. Well, we just, I'll be interested to see what his passing is like because you don't really get to see the running ability on display too much. So does he have an NFL arm? I, I didn't have him drafted. I've, yeah, some mocks I've gotten him in the seventh round, sometimes undrafted, but this could help prop him up into a solid day three player, perhaps. Yeah, the running part of it usually comes in during the game. That's when you see because, you know, you can't – the, because of the limitations of the defense, you see those big open lanes open up for the quarterbacks, and they have success that way. But Malik Cunningham is the final quarterback there. Um, we're going to talk when we bring Paul on in just a second. We're going to talk about the players who were injured uh, that are that have that had accepted invites and are no longer on the roster. We'll talk about that uh, in more detail in a minute. But uh, let's quickly, Shane. Uh, we mentioned the NFLPA Bowl. Um, that game will be – they're practicing this week, and then the game will be on Saturday, I believe also on NFL Network. I think it's a 5 p.m. Central kickoff there. Um, it didn't look like this roster was going to be much of anything when they first kind of started, but um, they seem to have added several good players down the stretch and filled this roster out nicely, other than the quarterback position, which they basically just lifted – from the uh, Hula Bowl, almost like half. <laughs> so, but other than that, I mean, I, I, those rosters got some good players on it. Uh, who, who's a couple of guys, maybe one offense, one defensive guy that you're that stood out to you when when you saw their roster come out? Yeah, I'll say um, offensively, wide receiver C.J. Johnson out of ECU. Well, I was happy to see him be in the NFLPA game. Had a, a killer start to his career, 6'2", 222. He's big and he's athletic, um, but never had some off-the-field things, never quite put it together. Had some production this year, kind of came back. So I'm excited to see him in the game. I want to see what he can do. Um, and the defensive side, there's a number of guys that I was kind of excited about. Um, Keenan Isaac, the corner out of Alabama State, we've talked about on the podcast before. I was impressed with this season. So I, I really want to get a look at him when we get uh, kind of some of the practice film and then the game, you know, can he get physical with some of these bigger, you know, big name, we've got Clemson wide receivers. How's he going to do there? So that's, uh, that, that's definitely a name that stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, defensively for me, I, I, another guy we talked about a lot this year was Georgia state corner Quavin white going to be there. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Oklahoma state safety, Jason Taylor also going to be there. So Glad those guys got the opportunity. Uh, you mentioned wide receiver C.J. Johnson, East Carolina, built like a running back, man. I mean, he's stout. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of my favorite receivers in this class that's not going to go on the first two days. Jason Brownlee, Southern Miss. Love that guy, man. I know me and Shane disagree on uh, his NFL skill level there, but I, I think Jason Brownlee's going to make a roster next year um not willing to bet large sums of money on it but I, I i like jason brownlee and uh anxious to see if he does anything in this game and your man noah gindorf uh north yeah. dakota state tight end get, getting that invite in uh been been hurt a lot the last year or so yeah no i mean i don't know what uh to what extent he's, you know, what he's doing, but I was excited to see because I wasn't sure if he was healthy enough to, uh, to play rough year. You know, it, it sucks when you watch a guy last year, I watched Noah Gindorf. I was like, Oh man, I really like him. Uh, didn't come out. And then this year got hurt. And it's like, well, th there goes that draft stock for a small school player, but definitely a name to keep an eye on day three. Yep. There you go. All right. So without further ado, let's bring in our good buddy. He's uh Contributor for the Great Blue North Report, GBNReport.com. And uh, he's, he's he's our buddy, man. He goes back a long way with us. This pigskin Paul Gilmet. Paul, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Take a quick look. Okay. Advertising for the Senior Bowl. Got the hat. But I think I need a new hat. This thing is like it's, wow. it's, 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 it looks wore out there, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it off and show my worn out hair. I think I think they'll sell you another one. 
if you uh, I, if you look hard enough. I think I, I think they will. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're charging twice as much as they did back when I bought that one. But you know, inflation. Inflation, man. What what can you do? There you go. How we doing, draft Knicks? Good, Paul. Man, good to see you, dude. It's been a while. Good to see you. Now I'm afraid to ask. You're not coming down, right, Shane? First. No, no. The, the the teaching job has restricted my my movement at this time of the year. But hope hopefully hopefully someday soon. Someday, huh? Yeah, it's okay. I get it. Brian will be there. Brian, Brian better be there. Pigskin will be there. Yeah. This will be my up? this will be my 26th straight year. Well, that feels like a good place to start, Paul. So this is your 26th year coming to the Senior Bowl. Who were the top prospects that year at the Senior Bowl the first year you came down? You know, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I'm going to say to you that I don't clearly remember because coming, going to the Senior Bowl had been on my bucket list for decades, okay? And getting the opportunity, thanks to work, long story and we'll skip it, um, I was just so literally awestruck and happy to be there that I don't remember. I do remember the quarterbacks weren't that great. Um, I, think th- I think we had a running quarterback from Auburn starting for the South team, and I forgot who else. I think the first guy that knocked my socks off coming to the Senior Bowl was the year that Philip Rivers was there from NC State. And all the talk as the week began was, God, I, I don't see this guy in the NFL. He doesn't have the arm strength. He, he, he slings the ball. He doesn't pass it. He slings the ball. He had a great week. He was the MVP of the offense for the game. Number one draft pick or first round draft pick, I should say. And I'd be willing to bet that he's in this in the Hall of Fame at about five or six. You know, I heard coaching the high school down your way, Brian. No? Yeah, I heard something the other day and I didn't bother to follow up on this, but they said Philip Rivers was the last quarterback drafted in the first round by the team that coached him at the senior bowl. I think I heard that too. I think you are correct on that. Because Marty Schottenheimer and the Chargers staff coached them that year. And then uh, I was at that game because my uh, one of my good friends played in it. So I was I was actually at that game that you're talking. That was now, us, now remind us who that was, but that was uh, Brandon was Johnson. He was a fullback at Auburn. Yeah. Okay, there you go. He uh yeah. So we we mentioned it earlier, so let's just go ahead and uh We'll get it out of the way. We'll talk about the Senior Bowl first. Um, okay. It seems it happens this way every year, Paul. You always you're all gloom and doom about it every year. You say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But uh, as of right now, our count is 13 players that had accepted invites to the Senior Bowl have now bowed out either to injury or agent pressure. Yep, you know, you can determine which one is which. But yep. I'll go through the list really quick. Uh, Jordan Battle, safety Alabama. Jair Brown, safety Penn State. Braden Daniels, offensive tackle Utah. Siaki Ika, defensive lineman Baylor. Dalton Kincaid, tight end Utah. Uh, well, Fabian Lovett went back to school, so we'll, we yes. won't count that one. Uh, Hunter Lupke, the fullback North Dakota State. That was definitely injury. Ventrell Miller, linebacker Florida. Not sure what happened there. Uh, Owen Papo, linebacker Auburn, that is injury. Um, Tyree Wilson, uh, the edge rush Texas Tech, that is injury. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois, that's the one I'd most likely feel is agent, agent. involved. Um, and then we had um, Alex Forsyth, the center from Oregon. And the latest uh, opt-out here we discovered was Charlie Jones, the wide receiver from Purdue. Uh, and that we assume is who Grant DuBose has been brought in to replace. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, you know, I'm surprised that Jones backing out, but I mean, it, it may be injury related. We, we don't know. You'd almost think so because this certainly his career at Iowa was nondescript. 
But then again, that's not always their fault at Iowa because they run the ball and play defense. Um, but he had such a good year at Purdue or at Purdue that I don't know, add me to the list of people. And I think there were quite a few that felt, man, this is his chance to come down where they're going to pass the ball a lot more than they're going to run it most likely and play against some of the best corners in the nation. And yeah, I, I don't want him to be hurt bad, but I hope it's an injury. Uh, and he's not the next Will Levis, who I think is dodging us. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Mike Margatai, or that's who I assume is here with the Football Alliance account, says uh, he remembers Carson Palmer and Kyle Bowler his first year. Laugh out loud. Hi, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Mike's a good guy. Look, Paul, I looked up some of the players in, in your first game that you went to. It's not great. Um, but you, you did have Fred Taylor uh, was down there. You did have a couple guys now with sons in the NFL, Michael Pittman and Patrick Sertain, uh, both were yeah. on the senior bowl roster. So, uh, you know, a couple decent names, Leonard Little, a couple decent names that had, you know. Yeah, some yeah. Well, you know, I think you guys know this. The, the big, big names, in my opinion, get more than their share of attention. And you're almost in a fight to get time with them. So I've always concentrated on back, back then I, you know, up until 10 years ago, I was living in Wisconsin. So I'd always see who was here from the Badgers. And I would always try to seek those guys out. And back then the senior bowl was a lot more intimate than issuing 4,000 credentials. Um, so you, when they had, media night you actually got a chance to sit down and chat with the with the players um so i got a chance to talk to the badger guys uh and then it was just guys you know anybody that had an interesting story like the year that um see you'll remember this name because you guys are draft nicks although he wasn't drafted tyler varga from yale who was a canadian kid that came down and he blew everybody away at the weigh-in because he was a weight room freak and he was just ripped. He had a 12 pack. Absolutely. Uh, and a smart kid, uh, didn't get drafted, didn't make a team. Uh, I think he had bigger fish to fry because he never even played in the CFL. I'm sure he could have. Um, but I remember at the end of media night, being an older guy, even back then, uh, things were starting to break up. So I decided, okay, I'll go out and get in my car. That was that was during the time, Brian, when the cruise ships had stopped coming in and we had the media night over at the cruise building in one of the reception halls where they held the people once they checked in for their next, next uh, cruise line ride. And... I got ready to leave and I'm just kind of walking out, but I'm looking over my shoulder and who do I see coming behind me, heading for the door to leave Tyler Farga. So I strike up a conversation with him and Brian, you know, this being a local guy, when you're having your event at the cruise ship line and this kid's got to go back to the hotel and uh, which was back then the mark was the Adams mark. Um, and he didn't have a car. The bus wasn't leaving. He was going to walk from the cruise line building back to the hotel. And somehow that came up as we were walking out together. And I said, Hey, come on with me. My car is out here in the, in the lot. I'll give you a ride back to the hotel. So I was one of the first Uber drivers. <laughs> in Mobile, Alabama, and got to take Tyler Varga to his interview. Brave soul getting in the car with Paul. That's all I'll say about that. But, <laughs> but that, but that is, I mean, he could have walked. It oh, wasn't sure. that far. It was maybe three no, no. blocks. But it wasn't but, nice. Yeah. Maybe. It wasn't nice. And you had to dodge traffic probably to get across well, a couple of those streets. Yeah. He's so, but – 
but those are the kind of things. And I remember uh, the year after, I, um, I think this was the first year that Scott Wright was down here. I do remember vividly that that was my first year with credentials and uh, had a, a brief experience, a very pleasant one with a guy named John Gruden, who was coaching the South team before it got politically correct. Um, and changed to American and national. And that was the year we all joked. That was the year that John Gruden fell in love with the Cadillac and drafted Cadillac Williams in the first round for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think either one or two picks later, Shane, you probably, well, you guys both probably remember this. I think it was the Dolphins and they took Ronnie Brown, Cadillac's running mate. Ronnie was drafted ahead. Oh, was he? Yeah, okay. Ronnie Brown was third, I believe, and Cadillac went fifth. Okay. So, you know, that was an interesting year, and, and part of it, unfortunately, because Mobile was very different that year with all the damage that Katrina had done. Um, we, you know, we couldn't even, couldn't even have any of the events over in the hotel because the hotel had been flooded down in the electrical rooms and such, and they were still repairing it. And that worked out great because then they, they took the players and made the players lounge and the dining area be over up on the main concourse level of the convention center. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool. There's been a lot of history to go into the senior bowl. I mean, that's what happens when you, when you go 26 years in a row. You don't see stuff. Yeah. Some, are you telling me there's something to be said for longevity? Always. Me and Cal Ripken, huh? There you go. So um, there, I think there are three position groups here that stand out amongst the, the senior bowl here. And tell me if you disagree. I think the corner cornerbacks, the edge rushers, and the running backs, that's the best crews here, Paul. You agree? I agree. And I, and I also happen to think that those are the three – uh, most stacked positions in the draft, most likely. Um, I think I'd say cornerback number one, edge number two, and running backs three. Maybe the only reason running backs are only three is because the NFL chooses to not value the running backs being drafted so high. Um, not Shane. But, not me, but, you know. No, and, and not me. Uh, but but when I do my mocks or I or I stack my top 100, I gotta be honest. By the time I get to you know pick 75 and on, quite often there's just a ton of what I think are good going to be good NFL running backs, and I don't dare plug too many of them in the top 100 because the NFL won't. And I think this is going to be one of those years. There're going to be some steals in the running back group at the beginning of day three, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to happen, and I think there's a lot of NFL teams that need running backs because they have neglected it for a while, and oh. their guys getting older, and you know, this might be the year to go out and draft some. Are, are there are there any specific players that you're looking forward to to talking to, Paul, or that that you know you've kind of circled on the list, like, hey, th this is the guy I want to get get the story, or I want to see on the field, and. <laughs> Yes, and and they are the usual suspects for those of us, as as we've all been taught by the semi god Scott Wright of the draft world, um, and that is that the advantage every time one of these big elite guys doesn't accept his invite to the Senior Bowl, chances are it gives us a chance to see a player from a smaller school that we maybe didn't even see once or twice at the most on a football Saturday on TV. And this is our chance to get some up close personal looks. Now my, my sin is I watch those guys and I will watch them. Like I I'm curious. I think it's a bad other than the two top guys. It's a poor quarterback class to me again. But at least you got two guys that are almost assured to be starters up at the top. We didn't even have that last year. Um, I want to see Bajant. He's got the size. 
He's got the stats. It's at a lower level. But, uh, you know, I think this thing gets blown wide open with what Brock Purdy has done this year for the 49ers as Mr. Irrelevant coming out of the draft. So could we see that again? I say yes, because I think Clayton Thune from Houston, you look at his stats and they're good. You look at him in a game and he's, he's athletic. He can run the ball a little. The only question with him, in my mind, seems to be, does he turn it over too often? You know, is he making some poor reads and poor decisions? But I'm looking forward to him. I'm glad Hooker's coming. I wish he could 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 play, obviously, for his own sake. Um, I I'm really entranced by some of the, some of the edge guys. I mean, just pick a name, and like the one that really gets my fancy is Horton from TCU. You know, he came. I'm trying to remember where did he come? Where did he transfer from? Um, whatever, it doesn't matter. Transferred into TCU, had been a part-time starter before that, and I think even at the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing more than two out of three downs on their defensive line. And by the time we got to the end of the year and got into the playoffs, man, he can really bring it. And he's from New Mexico. New Mexico was New Mexico. There you go. Um, an annual cesspool. Not this year, though. They did okay. So did New Mexico State. Yeah, yeah. look, look. Two, two good they, teams out there. They did okay this year. Um, but he, I want to see another time here, especially on the, the one-on-ones, right? I mean, I got to see him against some of these offensive linemen. I think offensive linemen is a questionable group. And so... I'm anticipating I'm going to key in on a couple of guys and watch them throughout the week. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to change how I watch these practices. I think, I think I would accuse myself and maybe it's because I'm getting older. Um, I have always been skeptical of people that come and cover the game. We won't even talk about the ones that just watch the highlight films, but the guys that actually, quote, amateur scout. I have always been skeptical of the guys that come out of a senior bowl week where you, what, you're on the field three days practice for every player. And they've got a take for you on all 120 players that are here. (laughs) What are you, you know, And you don't want to leave a ton of people out, but by the same token, I'm trying to say to myself, Paul, you just want to maybe pick 10 guys on each team and scout those 10 guys exclusively almost and see if that changes you. Or the other thing I thought about is maybe what I'll do is I'll just take notes every time I have a thought about something that's going on or somebody that I'm watching, I'm just going to write a quick little note in my notebook. And then I'm going to put those in one or two sentence little profile things at the end of every day's practices and say, God, I just saw Osiris Torrance just knock somebody out of off the field of play with a block downfield. Um, and maybe some bad stuff too. You know, like Will Levis couldn't hit anything past 20 yards couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. He'll punch a hole in it, but he can't throw it accurately. Um, so I, in my head, I'm watching everybody, but that's ridiculous. So I, I know I'm going to – the problem is what I've done in the past is I get ready for practice, and I'll sit there and make a list of about six to ten players for each practice. You know, watch these guys. Half the time, they don't do it darn thing for the whole practice you know and, and then i hear you guys talking about somebody else and it's like yeah oh god i picked the wrong guy again or the guy leaves practice after five plays uh, with an injury scratch him off the list but i really wanted to see witherspoon but 
guess so, that's not so true. did all I agree of us. With you, Brian. Yes, I agree with you too, agent. I'd like to find out who the agent is. Um, maybe I'll try to sneak and ask Jim Nagy on the side. He he won't give it away though. I don't. Jim never throws anybody under the bus as much as he'd like to. <laughs> that, 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 he's got to keep them relationships up, and I totally oh, get that. Absolutely. Well, he and he's right. Let's face it. Exactly for what we're talking about. Um, you know, you, you have to have the re just like a college coach has to have the relationships with the high school coaches, especially in his home state. And that's the first key to your, your recruiting. Well, same thing. You need to find out which kid is with which agents. And, you know, based on past history, where you're probably going to stand with some of those guys. Um, the other guy that I want to watch carefully is – uh, I'll find him here somewhere. Roshan, the other running back from Texas. Um, since we knew B. John Robinson wasn't going to be here. Johnson, is it? Roshan Johnson? Yep. Isn't that the running back from Texas? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm anxious to see him because obviously, you know, we didn't see that much of him with having B. John Robinson in front of him at Texas the last couple seasons. But I also noticed that there were times where he got in for his series or two and um, he uh, he ran over and threw some people on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm looking forward to him. I need to find a couple of offensive linemen to watch and I'm not sure which direction to go. But because I think the offensive line is so questionable, um, uh, and obviously everybody needs some besides Torrance I need to find a couple of guys that I honestly feel have a good like I guess I want to watch Cody Mock you know Quinn, Quinn Miners got me on the bandwagon watch the small school offensive lineman and Brian not that he was great but, you know, by the time the season was over, Vincent at right guard for the Bengals was a good, steady ball player. You're Cordell Folson and the uh, left, yeah. it was left guard. But, yes, okay. I, I agree. He, um, he came a long way. couple offensive linemen for each team. I think that I'm going to kind of key on for the national team, Jalen Duncan from Maryland, kind of okay. – Kind of fell off a little bit as the season went on. And Shane's guy, uh, Dewan Jones from Ohio State, I just want to see how he moves out there at that size uh, is intriguing to me. Uh, on the American team, Darnell Wright from Tennessee, starting to see his his uh, buzz pick up a lot. And uh, Wanya Morris, Oklahoma, another guy whose name I've heard a lot being bandied about here as a uh, maybe a potential late you know, maybe early day two guy. Yeah, he's, well, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to be the first to come off your team bus when you arrive at the stadium. I mean, he's tall, he's big, uh, he looks coordinated and athletic, but I, I guess up until now, I would say he sure seems to be an underachiever. Um, you know, how many games has he started? I, not as many as he should. You would think he should have. Um, uh, the, another guy that I am very interested in watching, and I'm looking at my notes because I want to make sure I say this at least close to his real name, is Andre Yoshivas or Sivas. Yeah, it's Yoshivas. Yoshivas. Okay, I'm sure I'm not going to remember that one, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could forget that. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, Shane's got to be sitting there thinking, hmm, Cooper Cup, hmm, Christian Watson, uh, maybe. Um, so I, I really do want to see him. And a name that did not come to my attention until really late in the season, like last couple of games and then the bowl game and the hula bowl, although he didn't do much there, 
I have become a little bit fascinated with Jalen Wayne from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I like his yeah. size. I like his hand. I mean, all the numbers look good on him. Hand size, arm length. Arm length isn't the greatest, but then you look at his wingspan, and it's big time. Uh, and he's, you know, six three and a half, six four, two hundred and eight pounds. And even though the part that's, that really got my attention when I started looking at stats after the season was over, with with Wayne from Pittsburgh, they refer to him. He had fifty plus catches for the season, which isn't bad because. You know, Pickett was gone, and Pittsburgh didn't exactly have an elite quarterback running the team. Um, he had 50-plus catches. He was a possession receiver, but he averaged 17.7 yards per catch. That's not a possession receiver in my stat book. You get up over 15 in the 15 to 20 range, and you're either a great run after the catch or you're a deep threat. I want to see Wayne, and then I want to see what he does at the combine. Shane, you're up around Pittsburgh. What do you think of Mr. Wayne? Yeah, I mean, he's um, analytically speaking, he, he's actually one of the best senior wide receivers out there. Um, I, I think his like yards per route run is among the 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 best in college football. I think it's in the top six with like Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, Jalen Hyatt's and right. Like guys that are going to go really high in the draft at some point. So um, yeah, I, I think he's an underrated player. Definitely has a shot to go day three. Like you said, if the combine's good, then you're, you know, then, then that, you're looking at someone who a lot of these teams now have, you know, have an analytics department that's looking at some of these advanced statistics. And I think Jared Lane's going to be a player from Pitt that pops up. For those teams that look at that, okay. Uh, one more guy I am fascinated to see because I think he fits potentially in the category of a really good athlete and player who ended up on a not really good football team last season. Trey Palmer, the wide receiver return specialist that played at Nebraska. You look at some of the numbers, and there I'm seeing some things that are saying. You might be looking at a 4.29, 4.30 at the combine. Definitely going to make a special teams uh, roster yes. for, for somebody, for sure. There you go. All right, all right Paul, last thing before we let you go. We want to uh, not just talk about the Senior Bowl tonight, but uh, your your old friend, the Shrine Bowl, uh, <laughs> will start their practices on Saturday uh, with their game being on Thursday. And obviously their last two practices uh, overlap with the senior bowl, which is, you know, a whole another shade of controversy. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it, Paul. Okay. We'll leave it alone now. Yeah. We've talked about it enough, but uh, who are, who are some of the standouts that you want to see at the shrine that, uh, that, that kind of really jumped out to you? Well, some of them are gone already. Uh, you know, that annual process of dragging players from the next lower game up. And let's let's get real. Let's, let's tell it like it is. Senior Bowl is king. Shrine Bowl is still second on the list. And as you pointed out, that NFLPA, by the time they get done, they got some sneaky good players on the team every year. Um, but obviously I only see one guy in that game. That's almost a shoe in to be a top 100 player. And that's Zay flowers from Boston college. I do not see him in the first round, but second round early. Might go in the round. first might go in the first. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on that, but the combine will tell us a lot more. I think. Um, but I would say he is absolutely the, the top athlete, potential player. There's another wide receiver that I am liking on their squad. And we're going to find him here. Antoine Green, the wide receiver from North Carolina. He was injured off and on this last season. 
But when he played, yeah, he's a 6'2", 205-pound guy who can run, and he seems to have – he's a good hands catcher. I think he was an excellent complement to Josh Downs, their other wide receiver from North Carolina in this draft. And had he been healthy, I think he would have caught a lot more balls. So he's still got to stay healthy, but I, I really like his. Other than that, boy, they're really challenged at quarterback. But, but that, I think, is symptomatic. Guys, when was the last time we can remember that whether it was Steve Hale or Phil Savage or Jim Nagy, when were they, less than a week before practices starting, try to fill out their six-man quarterback group? They just did it today. No, they I saw that. Okay. But, I mean, they had they had to steal him from the NFLPA. The Shrine. The shrine. Or the Hula, I'm sorry. Yeah. They got him from the Hula Bowl. Yeah. But they added was... Chase Bryce from Appalachian State, for those yeah. who don't know. He was the sixth quarterback added to the Shrine game roster, which now, if I am reading this correctly, um, is he, does that now make half their quarterback room came from the Hula Bowl? Yes. Uh, yes, Demorat, Bryce, and Morgan. Yep. And didn't the Shrine just sign a kid from East Carolina to fill out their roster? Or was that the NFL PA? No, that was the NFL PA. So that's four of them from the Hula Bowl. Now, when, when have we ever seen that? That, you know, the second or third best team had to go – Take Hula Bowl. We talked about this off air last week. The Hula Bowl staff there that recruited their game, they should be commended this year because they have gotten robbed straight blind off yes. their roster this year. Now, a lot of that has to do with you know the lack of options, especially at quarterback, to where yep. you know there was a real chance that one quarterback was going to be triple dipping. Uh, if they had not opted, the senior boy had not opted from Wayne Cunningham. The other name I had heard uh, that was an option was Holton Aylers from East Carolina, who would have gone from the Hula to the NFLPA to the Senior Bowl had he gotten the call, but they opted for Cunningham instead. Okay. Yeah, it, it just, like I said, to me, it just, once we get past, and, and I don't even know if I go beyond uh, – Young and Stroud. I, I don't like Levis. I'm with you, Brian. I he's he's gonna be an interception machine in the NFL. Okay. He does not read the field well and he thinks he can throw through teeny tiny holes. And guess what? He can't in most cases. Um and Richardson from Florida. Gotta love him as an athlete, but he Eaten a, I mean, he was eaten alive in some games in the Southeast Conference. Southeast Conference is really good, but it ain't the NFL. Um, whoever drafts him and wherever they draft him, man, they're going to be waiting two, three years. He's got the best chance, and not because he doesn't try, like some people. He's got a chance to be the biggest arm, best athlete that bombs since Jamarcus Russell. Shane, after that, you have any follow up? Here, what? Let's wrap. Let's wrap. Wrap Paul up here. Yeah, yeah. Look, Paul, man, uh, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on, and thanks for uh, you know, for my first year of the senior bowl, you're so welcoming and definitely introduced me well. So, you know, your your experience it, it brings a lot. And I'm the guy because we didn't know Brian back then for a couple more years. I'm the guy that's discovered Grapeco. <laughs> that that's true. You you're the one that made Grapeco a meme before memes existed. I so. brought the six pack of Grapeco over to Scott and Shane's room. <laughs> so it was a good time. So we'll have to we'll have to have our Grapeco party next week on on the podcast and, uh, yeah. and do it again. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you guys. Uh, well, yeah, in either remotely or live, I'll see you guys next week. Looking forward to it, Paul. Senior Bowl. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
That was the living legend himself, Pigskin Paul. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot takes. Look, Paul. we got some history. We got some hot takes. Paul, Paul's always, I mean, he's one of the best storytellers I think I know. So I always love listening to him. So hopefully everyone enjoyed it because he's he's the best at that. No, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I met you first out of everybody. And then you introduced me to Paul and Scott and uh, Doug Glancy. Yeah. Yeah. And Fred Doug. Purdue and a few others. Uh, God, that seems so long ago. I don't even <laughs> know what year that was, man. A decade ago. I think, I think it was maybe it was 2012, maybe 2013. It was, it's gotta be. It was a long time ago, man. Uh, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot more gray hairs. In the old uh, <laughs> in the old goatees oh, there, Shane. Since then, um, so yeah, I mean that's that's senior uh, Shrine Bowl coming up. Like I said, their first practice, I believe, is Saturday. Um, I'll check out that practice film at some point. Uh, I rec- uh, got access to that the other day, and that's for, that's really cool that they do that um, for their the access for people who who want to do it remotely. Yeah, and, uh, that's that's really cool because uh, otherwise we wouldn't be able to see the practice at all. Because um, I'm, you know, draft. It's not in the draft countdown budget to get us out to Vegas, now, is it? There, Shane? No, not not, not quite. You know, we're both working full time during the day. Be a little a little tough, but uh, maybe someday, maybe someday we can go out to Vegas and be fun. Someday we got a couple of questions in the chat, and we had uh, we had a few over in the on the the podcast i don't think we got any on twitter so uh let's go let's go to the chat questions first and uh early in the show uh wyatt johnson asked thoughts on at perry uh at the shrine bowl as a matter of fact wide receiver from wake forest well that's why i disagree with paul because i think i think that's the other top 100 pick on the shrine roster i think at perry is a good shot to go day two you know he's not he's not the most athletic player, but a 6'5", 206, I think his quickness off the line, the length, and just the production at Wake Forest, even in that kind of wonky offense, makes him a really intriguing bet. So I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I'm interested to see the practices to see how he does. If he gets separation, I think it could really help him. Yeah, I, I liked At Perry last year uh, more than I did this year. Um, Maybe the injury to Hartman uh, kind of took away some of his value for me, uh, if I had to say that. Uh, hey, my good friend Mark Moses, host of the Mark Moses Show down on the Space Coast in Florida, uh, go on his show all the time. Great, great. I love that guy. Uh, what are his bears going to do at one, Shane? Uh, we, we had Brian Perez on last week. We talked about this a lot. Mark, go back and listen to last week's show, and uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll get more more in-depth details on that. But long story short, I believe the answer here is if they stay at one and don't trade the pick, Will Anderson's the guy, and that's who Mark wants, by the way. He, he's, he's a big Will. He wants to end up with Will Anderson no matter what. Or uh, if, they trade, if they trade the pick, you know, hopefully they can get either him or Carter. I mean, that, that should be the best, best. Those are your two options, I think. It's either trade the pick or draft Will Anderson. I, I think they stick at one. I'm still holding my guns, and I'll, I'll be the first to tweet when I'm dead wrong. I think they stay at one and take Anderson. Uh, the Discord brought us a couple of questions on Sunday, but we're going to hold them over. We held them over to here. Uh, are the cornerback rooms at the Shrine Bowl better than the Senior Bowl? No. <laughs> I better yeah, in I totality. Mean, no, there are a couple of guys that I like in the Shrine Bowl cornerback room, uh, specifically uh, Kalev Hallisey from Western Kentucky. I'm a big fan of his, but I am not sure how many Senior Bowl corners I would drop to add him to my roster. Yeah, I don't think it's better uh, for sure. I'm with you. Um, but I think because of the strength of corner, the Shrine Corner group is good. Like Travis yes, Hodges it's, Thomason. It's Travis Hodges yeah. Thomason for TCU. You know, I mean, had a good game against Michigan. If he was bigger, he'd, he'd be a first-round pick. Um, I just watched for the first time this week Miles Brooks from Louisiana Tech 
was really impressed with his size, length, jam ability. You know, the, the LSU guys I like. So my, my write-up for the Shrine game, which is on the web, on Draft Countdown, I, I want to talk about all these corners because I really think a lot of them can be NFL players. So it makes sense. But in the Senior Bowl, I think it's a stretch. But I think it's a good group. Yeah, I mean, with the Senior Bowl, just, just going off – the list here, Riley Moss, Julius Prince, Ja'Korian Bennett, Tyreek Stevenson, Riz John Wright, Daryl Luter, Darius Rush, Caillou Blue Kelly, Chamari Connor. These are all these are all guys that are probably going to be in that um 30 to 120 range for me when my board comes out. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I think that's absolutely right. I think most of these guys round two to round four, you know, that you're gonna get I think 80% of them go in that range. Here's a fun question that uh, uh, Sam also – sorry, I didn't get his name on the first question. Sam uh, also asked this question. How about three players you'd elevate from the Shrine to the Senior Bowl? All saying that all things were equal and they would take the, the invite up. That is a good question. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about two of them. I think it's Zay Flowers and A.T. Perry uh, I would like to see, you know, but – Especially if I could demote Grant to boys and and demote maybe a couple other receivers, I would take them over those players. the The third one's tough because I, I there are a lot of players like I would like to see ideally. Um, so I, I don't know if you have a, if you have all three of your names, you can go, but I have to decide on who this third one's going to be. <laughs> I feel uh, like Zay Flowers is the is the gimme here, right? Um, right. I would say at edge, maybe uh, uh, Baldonado from yeah, Pittsburgh he's, he's on my would, list. Would, would be one. Um, I, I could say Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas, the center, although the center group of the senior bowl is pretty strong. Uh, but I could see Stromberg as well. And just based on who the final quarterback was here, give me DTR all day. Over Malik Cunningham. Um, or as so, a matter of fact, give me DTR over every quarterback, but let's just say two <laughs> at the Senior Bowl. I, I Look, I, the first name that jumped out, I was like, oh, yeah, is Carter Warren the offensive tackle from Pitt? But my third choice is kicker Jake Moody from Michigan. I would take over Jake Putzlesny from Georgia. That would be my third had to be a kicker, didn't it? Show up. Look, Jake, Jake Moody and Chad Ryland are definitely the two best kickers in this draft. All right. That's it for the questions tonight. Uh, final thoughts. Like I said, we are in the uh, – we're in the end game now uh, before the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, which, like I said, it's going to be a big week, going to kick off for us uh, starting on Friday. I'm going to preview the defense over at Draft Camp Down. Uh, Shane's going to preview the offense and special teams on Saturday. Uh, we'll have Miranda up with a um, NFL-ish column on Sunday to kind of break it up. And then my mock draft on Monday. And then all senior bowl pretty much all the time uh, for the next week after that. And, I mean, nearly every single day. Uh, except for Friday, we don't really know what's coming up on that Friday. That's the kind of the break day for me and Shane, I believe. But uh, every every other day, it's either going to be a practice write-up or a game write-up or winners and losers from the week coming up after that. So, yeah, if you want Senior Bowl content, draftcountdown.com is going to be the place to be for the next week and a half. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, we're also going to be having – um, five straight podcasts uh, every night, Tuesday through Saturday, going over the Senior Bowl. I'll be picking Brian's brain on what he saw. If if uh, the practice film comes out early enough, I'll be able to share what I saw. So if you want to listen to it, read it, we, we got we got every base covered. Yep. So that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. If you are new to the channel, please uh, like the channel, subscribe to the channel, and share the videos out uh on your social media platforms. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, leave us a five-star review. Share that out on your social media platforms as well. Get the word out about the Draft Countdown podcast to all of your friends and family. 
Follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. And as always, DraftCountdown.com. Every day is draft content going up on the site. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, good night.